Welcome to Book Pile Banter. This is Amberly and Kim, and once again, Sarah will not be joining us for our 24 short story countdown in the holiday season because creepy Christmas stories have burned her one too many times. However, we are here to discuss an array of Christmas ghosts and folktale stories leading up to Christmas Day. And it is day 20. Yay! And we are discussing the importance of a tidy home which was written by Christopher Golden in Christmas and Other Horrors. Christopher Golden is an American author of horror, fantasy, and suspense novels for both adults and for teens. Um, another thing to note, he's actually also a graphic novels writer. Mm-hmm. Uh, he wrote a couple of like Hellboy novels, Buffy the Vampire Slayer, that kind of stuff. Cool, cool. Um, as for the plot, Freddie has made some poor choices, and it has led to homelessness. But once a weir... Once a weir... But once a year, it is his saving grace. Austria has a legend of the Schnabelperton. Schnabelperton. Well done. Thank you. And he knows it's true. Very cool. Yeah. Okay. So, Kim, what were your thoughts? Well, the first thing I did, obviously, was look up the Schnabelperton. They're creepy looking. They're creepy looking. And it was like, it's kind of like the... um, now, plague doctor? No. No. Yes, they have kind of a look like the plague doctor, but it's kind of like the um what are the things I love the marching through the streets? My mind is blank. Krampus. Krampus. Kind okay. of like Krampus. Um, but with a very different take. Krampus <laughs> beats you with sticks. Uh these guys the Schnabel Periton. The Schnabel Periton murder you if you don't keep your house clean. And like not even like a simple murder. They take scissors and cut you from groin to throat. To, 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 yeah. With and, giant and, scissors. And then pull your entrails out, out and make designs out of them. Yeah. <laughs> it's very cool. And all if you don't keep a house clean. And what's really funny is is we have friends that are German. And I will tell you, for the most part, the ones that I have met, they keep a very tidy house. <laughs> well. Now, and this is Austrian because it's based out of yeah. Salzburg. And it, it is a specifically Salzburg myth we'll say however there's a recognition that a lot of those countries there is some cultural crossover because the current iteration is you know what we have designed the boundaries to be exactly um but has regularly shifted and changed and adjusted and all that kind of stuff um yeah i was so i think this is what i have been waiting for this entire time like i loved widow's walk yeah like that was fantastic but this is what I have been anticipating for the last, what, five days, four days? I yeah. can't remember. Well, this is the 20th day, so that would the be... The last four days. That's, like I said, I couldn't remember. <laughs> um, and I was actually really excited because here we have a modern retelling yeah. of a classic folktale. And what most people don't know is we have a tradition of playing a game where we have two Jenga towers and one of us has to... Primarily me, create a creepy Christmas story for the game where as you pull the blocks from the Jenga towers, it increases the odds that something bad is going to happen to you. And I personally tend to go find a fun little myth story story, and use that as the inspiration for the tale. Um, so like I said, this is kind of what I've been waiting for is because I love these kinds of things. Yep. And I've actually not heard of the Schnabel Periton. I had not either. I had Krampus came in maybe the last five to eight years. Yeah. Where I even knew what Krampus was. Um, 
and as you know, have just fallen apart. I love Krampus. <laughs> I love Krampus. I have a giant knitted Krampus. Where is Krampus? Oh, he's crochet over there. Crampus. Crocheted. Sorry. I don't know the difference between crocheting and knitting. Machines um, can't crochet. I know. I know. It doesn't change the fact that I don't know the difference. Um, but yeah, so I have a giant Krampus that sits on my bed year round. I wake up in the morning with my hand on his little <laughs> paw. But so, and, and these guys, these guys are Krampus on steroids. They're, oh yeah. They're the little, they're little chee, chee, chee. Yeah. Chee, 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 chee. I'm like, I would I not would, be happy to hear that. I would love to see this sort of thing as a horror film. Yeah. Like a Christmas horror film with these maybe expanded out. Oh yeah. Yeah. Like, this would be like, a great little it would be kind of like, um, well, Supernatural, they did their take on Krampus, which was on Krampus? Yeah, yes. Yeah, yeah, it was a take or on they Krampus. Did, um... They didn't call it Krampus, but yeah. Um, you know, it, it, a great little little horror short story for the holiday season. Um, yeah, yeah. It, 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 it's just kind of a fun little thing. And and it's teaching, the, the moral of the story is to start your new year Tidy, tidy and clean and prepared for the, 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 the coming of what's going to be the busy time of your life, yeah. which is the spring and the, the summer and the fall. And then you go into the restful periods of, of the winter. And that's when you should be tidying up and finishing things up and getting and ready for the next year. Doing your activities in the house yep. and, and combating seasonal depression with Laziness. keeping, yeah. keeping a clean home. Yeah. Um, I'll be honest, as we read this initially, I was like, oh, man, we'd be dead. Oh, we would be so dead. We, we Well, would have been. We we, we buckled down and, and got everything tidied up. There's still year. messy parts oh, of the house. Oh, well, yeah, but... yeah, yeah. But it's nowhere near as bad as it was. Yeah. They would still kill us. Oh, yes. <laughs> I am motivated to finish the, the repacking of my room and the readjustment of my room <laughs> after reading this. But, yeah. Um, so what I, I was thinking about our house as I was reading it to you. I'm like, God, we would be so dead. So what did you think of the fact that this was told from the perspective of a homeless man? I thought that was a really cool take on it because it is your home. The whole premise is you tidy your home. home. And, um, because he didn't have a home, he was able to see them. Yep. They didn't see him. He didn't even register on their check-in yeah yeah um and so he he had an insight that most people wouldn't have and i thought that was that was a great way to provide that insight so and he knew it the rules child. yeah he knew the rules instead of making it a child or some yeah you know some some sort of other innocent he's he's not interested because no. at the beginning i was like oh, i don't want a drug story i because it starts with how he, he ended up, up on the street yeah homeless and um and it also didn't put a disvirtue on being homeless yeah which i thought was a nice take on it too because there are circumstances why people end up homeless and and they're not always choice situations well and and i loved the kind of implication that although he was homeless there was a tidiness to, to him. him yeah because they talked about his place where he went and yeah he he clearly followed rules in order to maintain some level of Structure, structure, his own health and his own, his own, his own. And, you know, if we take this into mental health, which you kind of dipped into it a little bit, his own mental health. Yeah. um, Yeah. No, I thought it was, I thought. Which 
I, working in a library, there is often a lot of people who are experiencing homelessness that are coming into the library. To use the things they need. Yeah, and there is a degree of cleanliness depending on where they're at and who they are. Yeah. And what they're trying to do. Um, The city I work in actually does a really great feature where there is a non-profit that does bless what's called blessed showers. So they have a small little like RV style truck that they take places and people can get a, a 10 minute shower. Very cool. No cost. You just show up where it's going to be. You you get your How does word number. get out to the, to the, because we I mean, have they inform- don't always have cell so phones. what we, there's set places, uh, specifically this is Santa Barbara. Santa Barbara has specific set places that are designed to be warm shelters and assistance shelters, doctors without walls blessed showers, all kinds of things come to specific, specific spots. So word gets out. Yeah. Um, And then on top of that, we, the library, if someone is having a strong odor, we tell them that unfortunately we do need them to leave the library um, for the comfort of others, like, you know, to be respectful of the space. But we do tell them, you know, if you don't have a means to go home and shower, here is where and when where the blush showers will be that way then we're not just forcing them out but we are telling them there's a solution to this this problem problem. yeah and and we don't leave it's not just we don't target people who are just experiencing homelessness if someone has too strong of a perfume or you know anything that would be disruptive as a smell you know i would rather smell somebody's body odor than somebody (laughs) who has to the the i think this is a personal thing i think Perfume needs to just go away. Too many people are allergic to too many different. Uh, I I don't want to just say odors. It's 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 the oils. It's the it's the composition. Yeah. And it just causes problems. Just, yeah. I think there's. I mean, needed. There's scents that I wear, but I don't put a lot on. I don't, none of you guys have ever said, "Oh, Amberly, that's overpowering." I didn't even know you. Yeah. Put any on. I, I used to wear perfume, but I wore a very expensive perfume, so I wore, wore it very little. Um, and then I, I just, just stopped wearing it. I just do it to small touch points, and it's honestly because I now shower in the evening, and I don't like... Yeah, well, you don't want to go to bed with it because it's too much, yeah. Yeah, well, and I but I don't, I don't like waking up in the morning, and I actually am able to smell, like sleep on people that the sweat process that happens in sleep um and i find that smell unpleasant so i oh you put it on just to go yeah just so i'm not annoyed but i like i said i always pick kind of like soft subtle smells not something that's contrasting to basically what complements my natural smell i guess yeah um for a lack of better description like i said it's a personal thing yeah Um, i i don't like smelling perfume i yeah. just don't and and that's why we we say it to both people yeah, yeah um of you know hey this is a strong smell it's disruptive for others we do need you to ask you to leave go take a shower and then you can come on back and you are more than welcome to come back at that point yeah yeah so and then you know just pick a day that you haven't put any perfume on to come to the library or, yeah yeah so yeah that's the and there's there's a little bit of leeway leeway um it really has to be like a really right right disruptive smell especially since you have to know on some level the people that are homeless and then coming to the library they're coming there for a need they need somewhere to be they they need need access materials yeah yeah Yeah. 
print something. You know, they they have needs just like everybody else on this planet. And, and, and I think it's fantastic because when you started working for the libraries, you were talking about how, how much you were helping homeless as they came in. And I, and I was like, OK, I hadn't really processed that. I, I kind of knew it on on levels, but I hadn't really processed um, how difficult it really would be to be homeless and and still have to function yeah you know it's it's not even the basics of i can't get a job because i don't have an address it's the basics of i have to fill out this paperwork yeah and it has to have my wet signature or i don't have a a phone that enables me to fill out these things digitally you know so i have to go to the library or i have to go to some source to why don't you go let him in he's just gonna scream no he's inside oh is that that was that's murphy he wants it out because drogo's on the outside but i'm not getting up okay but yeah no it's it's impressive what libraries and it it varies from place to place um as to what they offer I i will say the current library system i work with is probably the most progressive out of all of them most libraries try to get community resources and all that kind of stuff um, but this, because it's a city run library, the city has certain standards of how they want the city to be presented. Yeah. Yeah. And so they do a lot of things to ensure that that population is being assisted mm-hmm. in order to complement the presentation of the city. Yeah. As opposed to just like, we're just going to shove, shove you out of this on a bus and out. Yeah. yeah. Um, which is like Los Angeles does that. Yep. They'll go in and, and fill up buses and then they'll bring them up here to Ventura or Oxnard and drop them off and then just leave them yeah so but yeah so we digress a little bit (laughs) um but yeah i did like the fact that it kind of implied that the main character's freddie um was still somewhat tidy and then in contrast you have a guy that he was hanging out with who was an alcoholic Mm -hmm. who was still experiencing homelessness wasn't from the area it wasn't from the area and was from it was a different type of homelessness, mm-hmm. and so they while they're become noticed by the well they were they were following the Schnabel Periton they were following the Schnabel Periton because the first guy knew that he could follow them because he was homeless yeah and so they only dealt with people with homes and he yeah. knew this because he had followed them in the past he then introduces his friend to them. Um, well, his friend sees them in panics, and right. then he's and like, then, okay, let's go, okay, let's go see this. And then his friend becomes a little too interested. Well, and kind of implying he was wanting to use that situation to steal? Oh, I didn't get that. I, I got it from the, the from the friend I did. Not Freddie, but from the friend. The, like, I, I got nefarious intentions with wanting oh, to I, fall I in. Only got, I only okay. got fascination out of okay. it. I, I didn't. I, I, I think it was more an implication of being other yeah not being from the region and other and not having these folklores you know the the people that were there who lived in salzburg is Mm -hmm. is the location um they should have known better um you're gonna deal with it yeah because he's just gonna cry okay dramatic cats are taken care of Um, but yeah, I think his was more an otherness in the fact that he didn't know. And the other, the, the people that were in their homes should have known better. And that's yeah. why they ended up dead. Hopefully he, or idealistically, he should have known better and not gone back to his, and I say in air quotes, his home. Yeah. So 
they which end up was in a, his car. They end up in a car. He's got blankets. He's got what? There was food mentioned, books. There was mentioned. debris left yeah. over. Like it hadn't been kept clean. But then it goes into the starkness of entities that don't have sympathy. Yeah. Because they aren't necessarily of modern times. Yeah, but you know, I have seen people who are living out of their home, the other cars, out of vehicles. Like, unfortunately, that's really here in California oh, not uncommon. Um, it's pro- predominant uh, more than just California. It's no, I know, but yeah. like, I know, for example, like um, a lot of Disney cast members, because it's so expensive to rent. Yeah, they drive their car in, and while they're working during the week, they sleep out of their car, and even though they, Anaheim doesn't want them to. And then they go home to wherever on the weekends. Way out into the into the deserts of, of yeah. California, where you can actually afford to live. Um, but what I was going to say is, is I've seen these people and, and there's a level of just living out of your car. Mm -hmm. And then there are people who make an effort to keep it tidy, to keep it controlled, to keep it clean, to keep it organized. Yeah. I don't know that we didn't get that from him. No, because it talked about leftover bottles. I I think the implication was that he was so far gone in his alcoholism that there was a level of care that wasn't there. Yeah. Um, and because of that, but then we can also fall back into, you know, not understanding modern takes yeah. on alcoholism because, you know, this, that our initial character, um, he was a former drug addict, mm-hmm. went um, to prison, went to prison, but he had been clean since prison. Yeah. And it had been quite a few years. Um, but still homeless because good God, it's hard to get a job after you've been in prison. Yeah. Really super hard to get a job after and, you've been in prison. And not just prison too. I mean, um. I knew I've known people who are the friendliest, sweetest people I've met. Um, and it's just not easy for them to get a job. Yeah. Veterans have a hard time. Yeah. Yeah. Um, especially if they, you know, have PTSD yeah. or any mental health issues, what have you, or even just simply their bodies aren't capable of doing it. Because mm-hmm. I mean, that's something that they don't really tell you when you join the military is how much abuse your body takes. Yeah. Um, and then we don't always fully support those people. Yep. Or they aren't of a, just a white ethnic group. Yep. And so what services are offered to them, they still meet discrimination in it. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I thought this was like, this was someone who clearly was aware of the diverse nature and struggles of being homeless. Yeah. It wasn't just, I'm going to make assumptions. Yeah, no, I, I, like I said, I really liked the point of view on this. The fact that he was, he was homeless. There are, well, both of these characters yeah. were homeless. Um, like I said, it, it, it enabled a point of view without it having to be the innocent one, yeah. you know, whoever that would have been. Yeah. Um, and it, yeah. it was, it was brutal. It was brutal. These, these, these creatures did not. They did not play. You, no. You did not keep a tidy home. You were gone. Yeah. Well, and he, so at the very, by the very end, manages to escape in the car. Yeah. And decides never to go back because he doesn't know now and if he doesn't count know, as a home. I know. He doesn't know in, in the process of escaping in the car and leaving the other guy behind to die if that then makes the car his, his home. home. Yeah. Yeah. Because, I mean, he had slept in it one night. Yeah. Not even. Not, not knowing. Night, yeah. yeah. So when does, when does a home become 
a home. And your home. And and you're wondering as you're reading it, because I was I didn't want him to die. Yeah. He didn't do anything. He didn't even know where he was going. Yeah. His buddy led him there and they got in and he didn't even process the blankets and whatever. Yeah, no, he was just like, Oh man, maybe I can get in on this. Yeah. And then he realized, oh shit, this is this guy's car from before yep this is his home this is where he lives yeah and then he became nervous oh my god have i just have i just created a home for myself yeah have i screwed myself and doesn't know until he gets out of the car and they walk past him Mm -hmm. Mm mm-hmm the schneidel schnabel periton schnabel periton schnabel periton schnabel periton i like the word (laughs) (laughs) but um you know, he doesn't know until that exact moment. And yeah. As a reader, it, it's it's played out very well. You don't know. And you are not wanting this guy. Yeah. You're just like, he's just trying to survive. And, and he's got himself a tidy, tidy little lean-to he sleeps under and he's happy with it. Not even. Yeah. Because it was just that he go like, because he's like, oh. Well, I'll he said go. there was a roof over it. Oh, okay, such an yeah. angle that it prevented most of the water from yeah. getting Yeah. But he was just like, this is a warm spot. Yeah. Um, which is interesting because there is in, so there is a style of architecture now that is known as, I think it's aggressive architecture, where big cities will design things so that the homeless will not conjugate in certain areas. Mm. So, for example, in New York, above some of the subway Vents where right. it'd be warm and in the winter you might be able to stay warm they have raised curving benches with random slats that come up so the homeless can't crouch there they can't lay there um they'll design benches so you can't stretch out they'll have random little things mm-hmm. and it was interesting because i was watching i had to have been a documentary about it and discussing the fact that in the process of like creating these unwelcoming spaces for the homeless population it's actually making it equally unpleasant for the non-homeless population to use this. When you're walking places. around New York, occasionally you you need to take a seat. Yeah. I've, I've been there, done that. Yeah. Um, or they'll like have little like spikes on things, or they'll slant like they're things. Trying to can... keep the birds off the yeah. eaves. Yeah. 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 And they'll they'll slant like like borders on buildings so that you can't lay there. Mm. Um. Yeah. It's 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 an interesting thing that. You know, in, in, just in other, serve a purpose. other areas take a very different point of view. Let's let's create a place for homeless to yeah. obtain a home. We have endless in the United States. I'm not I'm not speaking for other countries. Endless emptying shopping malls. Yeah. Why not just convert those? And there are some places that have gone in and taken those, yep. uh, purchased those malls, and they will make tiny. Tiny little, little homes little or homes. abandoned schools. And that's another popular one is yeah. to make small apartments. Yeah. And and how, because one of the biggest obstacles to a homeless per- person getting the job they need in order to become not homeless is an address. Yeah. What a great way. There's so many things that like you need an address for to do. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Imagine if in these states that require a driver's license or an ID in order to vote. Yeah. So they don't even get to vote in their own lives. Yeah. Through no fault, sometimes no fault of their own. I'm not going to say every homeless is innocent. And I'm not going to say every homeless person is 
is a criminal. I won't, but, I won't do it. But the system isn't set up for them to succeed. Yeah. No matter who they are. No matter how much they do or do not want to do it, it's really not set up. Um, I mean, like obtaining, you said obtaining a license. There is this really difficult thing where if you are no longer in your home state, it is really hard to get the documentation because you can't just go into, say, California's DMV and be like, I need to get a license. Instead... If you have no documentation, you're looking at needing to go to your birth state to get a birth certificate. But you have to have ID in order to get a birth certificate. But in order to get an ID, you need a birth certificate. Yeah. Yeah. It is these loops that are just constantly. Unfortunately, there are people who do this purposefully. Mm Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because there are certain groups that they don't want voting. Yep. And, um, yeah, it's... it's mm. Anyway, again, we digress. Obviously, we, we have very liberal points of view. Um, and, I, you know... Or just... I don't even want to say liberal. Like, yes, we are liberal, but, like, humanitarian. We, yeah. We, we are very... Okay. Humanitarian <laughs> I, in our... Gonna, I'm not going to argue the... Th- those two words often go together, go, go together, but I'm sure that there are plenty of conservative people that are humanitarian also. She's making a face for those who cannot no, see her. Now, now, don't be throwing away my secrets. Um, but yeah, so it's interesting. And I can't even, cause you know, obviously here we have our States, which kind of function as their own, many countries, but there's a level of moving between them. That's much easier than say Europe. I can't imagine. It's not true because the EU became a thing. That's true. But like, imagine if you were someone who was experiencing homelessness and just hopping from country to country and that level of access that varies and, and so I'm I'm, I'm not going to, I'm not going to speak to how the homeless are handled in Europe. Um, I don't know, even though I've lived in Europe. That's why um, I say it. I, yeah, I, know. I, I, I don't know. However, they tend to be more progressive when it comes to um, dealing with varying populations. Yeah. Um, at least they used to. They've become... It shifts. Everything yeah, is everything cyclical. Everything shifts. Yeah, everything, everything does what it does. But... Um, but yeah, moving between countries, it depends on the countries. Not all of the countries in Europe are in the EU. Um, yeah. Some have left the EU. Yeah. Um, so, you know, but yeah, there was a level of, uh, of very similarity to the United States when the EU was created. Um, not the same, but, but similar. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's kind of funny to delve into the United States and the fact that yes, we are one country, but we are actually a union of states or a union of countries, um, which we are absolutely not a union of countries. No, we all have our own constitutions. We all have our own form of government, which is then tied to the federal government. government. Um, and there is a certain level of like, Honestly, many of the states, you could pick them up and put them in Europe, and they're bigger than some countries in Europe. 
Yeah. Most, most of them yeah. are bigger than some of the countries in Europe. Most of the countries in Europe. Yeah. I'm trying to envision Spain's pretty large. France is fairly decent sized. Yeah. Uh, comparable to Spain. I don't know. When I, when I, the only way I can look at it is flying places. Yeah. And going from Britain to, sorry, not Britain, from England to Germany only takes like, I'd say an hour and a half. Um, it takes longer than that to get from California to Oregon, depending on where you're flying out of in California. Yeah, so. it takes out longer than that to get across to Oregon. <laughs> not flying, but driving, yes. Right. But yeah. Anyway, yeah. so I, I don't think there's really much more to say about it. It's a good little story. I think um, it's one worth visiting. Within this collection of stories. Um, it, it, I hope there are more like this one so in the rest of the book. So do I. I um, think he's a very good dri- driver. He's a he's a good, good driver. driver. <laughs> you wouldn't know that based on the character he wrote who crashed that car no less than twice. Um, <laughs> uh, in one very short period of time. But no, he's a good writer. It's it's a very well told story. Like I said, the beginning kind of threw me off, but just just get through the beginning because i was just like what the heck are we even what are we getting into what what is this about and then it's like the schnabel perton the schnabel perton show up i'm getting really good saying that (laughs) better than most times when you say words um but it, it once once it drops into that it's just like okay yeah this is i like this this is yeah. an enjoyable story all right any other final thoughts nope okay well then on that note our intro and outro music is by howard harper barnes and is called a snowflakes tale from epidemic sound don't forget to like rate and subscribe to book pile banter on spotify amazon music itunes or whichever platform you listen to your podcasts. We'd love to hear from you on any of our social media platforms, such as Instagram or TikTok. You can find us at book underscore pile underscore banter. And don't forget, we'll be back tomorrow with the next short story. 